the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okie dokie. I do not sound like Gino. You are listening to Crosswalk with Gino DeRacy. But today, it's me, Jenny Dean Schmidt, also right here on Caracast, a host of Channel Mom. And I know that I am not the biblical scholar that Gino is, but I do have some really terrific stuff to talk to you about today. So I hope you will stick around for that. We may or may not take your questions and comments at 303-873-1935. I have to turn off digital things that are going off right in front of me. I'm going to remind you a little bit about who I am, and then I'm going to tell you what's on my mind today and maybe see if the same stuff is on your mind about our workforce and about what's happening to... uh, People intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, uh, mentally, all of it, and uh, how we can find some footing in the times that we're in. Also, uh, what's going on in your family, in your friendship groups, and in your workplace with conflict when it comes to different views on everything? Because I'm really struggling with that right now, and I'll explain to you my very unique, I think it's going to surprise you. Uh, portion of my background that has made it a particular conflict with me because I I have a family and friend situation that means that I'm a loner in many situations. And so I would love to find out how you're feeling about the conflicts and the disagreements that you have over everything that's that's gone on, your, your views on COVID and vaccinations and the economy and politics, all of it. We're not going to get into the, <laughs> the exact views because that'll only get me in trouble. But I am going to kind of lay it out about what happens when you have a particular view and you want to approach uh, somebody else in a way that honors God and not just your own ego. Um, so, so those things are on my heart. I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about it before we uh, move out of this segment. But let me remind you a little bit about what I do. I am the host of Channel Mom here on KRKS Radio and across the nation. We're syndicated in a number of markets, uh, mostly with Salem, actually. Here's my background, if you've never heard me on the radio before. Uh, Many, 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 many years ago, I hate to admit how many, I had a couple of dreams. One was to marry my nursery school sweetheart, and the other was to be a television reporter. Both of those dreams came true. I married the man that I met. Well, he wasn't a man when he was in nursery school. But I met my husband when I was four, and I later married him, and then I also became a TV reporter. When I went into television, I definitely was not somebody who followed Jesus, and TV became my religion. It was the thing that I thought gave me significance and meaning and purpose, and I kind of worshipped it. And then I lost my job in TV right after I became a mom. I didn't know I wanted to be a mom. It just sort of hit me one day. And then I had to go through infertility and all kinds of other stuff and infertility treatments. And um, we were able to have a baby when I was approaching my mid-30s. But what happened was right after I had my baby, I lost my religion. Um, Kind of a big no-no, but uh, they didn't re-sign my contract right after I had my child. And so there I was without my religion, staring my precious baby in the face, thinking, what's this all for? What's the meaning of my life? Now I'm, quote, unquote, just a mom. 
And in the midst of all that, um, I went into a pretty significant postpartum depression and, uh, found myself searching for meaning and bumped into the God of the Bible and into Christ and everything changed for me. Absolutely everything. I realized that the false light of, uh, well, I should say it in a different way. The spotlight of television was actually a false light compared to the true light that God wanted to shine into my life and have me shine into others. So um, when I began to, to see the light, so to speak, I also saw the light when it came to motherhood. And I recognized that, you know, people honored me back in the day when I was on a TV screen and thought I was important because I was telling them about murders and car wrecks and they wanted my autograph when I was on television. And then suddenly when I was no longer on TV and I was quote unquote, just a mom, nobody wanted my autograph for that job. And I thought this is kind of, I mean, not not just for my sake, for every mom in America, we have this kind of twisted and backwards, you know, Kelly is sitting at the controls today. He's, you know, his wife is a mother five and and he saw ways in which her role was demeaned and and i thought to myself gosh you know we're honoring all these people that are on stages and in spotlights and we're not honoring the women that we're entrusting the next generation to and we're not cheering them on or applauding them and and, and i don't want to overdo it and i don't want to go into that culture of entitlement like how dare you not compliment me for being a mom that's dedicated but i did see that we kind of had it twisted and that we were honoring all this stuff that was in the spotlight and on stages and not honoring that role and again i'm not somebody who says you got to stay home and so you may don't get me mixed up here i'm not saying that if you're um not quote unquote just a mom that that you're not really um in the population that i'm talking about that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying motherhood in general whether you work outside of the home as well or whether you work inside the home only is not honored and so that's what caused me to start channel mom and i thought i'm going to go back to the media and i you know i think i was led by god to do that and honor motherhood in america and and advise moms and help moms and give them the latest and greatest um, information and advice from authors and experts and so on. And so that's what I've been doing for the last 11 years uh, right here on Salem for what, five or six years now. And uh, we also do outreach for moms. We do whatever we can to help the mom lift her up, make her realize how important she is in that role. So we help moms in prisons. We help moms in homeless shelters. We help single moms. We do whatever we can do to remind a mom that she's deeply important and support her in that role so she can do it well. Because I think one reason our culture is suffering is because we don't honor motherhood and family. So, so, so many young women who get pregnant don't, don't see the significance of that role. So that's one reason I support moms through Channel Mom. And our staff supports moms and our board supports moms and all of those who donate to us, praise God, and all those who pray for us support moms. So coming from that perspective, I was thinking about two things today. And one is that we've got this situation with our workforce. I was just going through a drive through to grab something quickly between the Channel Mom show and this show. And it took... Like, I was the only person in line. I mean, there was actually one person ahead of me. And it took me, I don't know, 20 minutes. It took him just 10 minutes to get to the mic. And so I, <laughs> and I thought, oh my goodness, this is just a little snapshot of what's going on with our workforce. And I called for some internet help the other day, and it was a total of, I don't know, an hour and a half of, of, uh, being on hold or, or having to get a call back. And, um, and then I, <laughs> and then after I got to them, they said, Oh, by the way, you got the wrong department. So we're going to have to have you call a different number. And I said, So do I have to be on hold for another three hours? And, and you know, I mean, so you know what I'm talking about. And I thought, okay, let's talk about that from a spiritual perspective and how we can regroup and how we can view, um, our approach to the idea of our purposes in this world and, and working. Maybe you're devastated by what's been happening at work because I, you know, I look 
look again at Kelly, who's producing the show today. And, you know, because of Omicron and everything else and, and all of the various mandates, et cetera, you go to work and there's so much more pressure on you now. My husband's a school superintendent. And so he's having to deal with all kinds of nutty stuff. So work is hard right now, way harder than it probably was two and a half years ago for you. And so I think, all right, let's let's regroup. Let's talk about our various personalities and, and how we can be approaching things differently, how we can repurpose ourselves, how we can reset ourselves, how we can have a new attitude about our, our place in the workforce. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that because we were dealing with a record number of people leaving the workforce. And, and um, I, I just learned earlier that uh, one of our guests on the show tries to talk to men on a, a radio show that happens to be on our sister brother station KNUS uh, uh, talks to men on Sunday nights because men get so distressed about the upcoming work week that that is a high time a likely time for them to commit suicide so we've got a problem people we have to regroup and talk about how we handle the career thing um, so we're going to talk about that and we're also going to talk about how do you deal with all the conflict that may be going on in your family or your friend group or, or your workplace when it comes to our attitudes on all the stuff that's blowing up and you know what I'm talking about when I say that. And I don't want to get too opinionated. I don't want to tell you my conspiracy theories that would be called conspiracy theories. Okay. Thank you, Kelly. Um, I, yeah, but we're going to talk about it. Like, how do you navigate this as somebody who follows God? How do you be a peacemaker? How do you, you know, honor your mother and father and your brothers and sisters? How, how do you be somebody that um, is forgiving and, and offers grace at the same time sticking up for what you really think is going on? Tough stuff. But we've got some good guests coming up, so stick around. I think it's been a good conversation right here on Crosswalk. Okie dokie. We are back. Gino is not with us today, but uh, hopefully he'll be back very soon. Uh, you are listening to Crosswalk. My name is Jenny Dean Schmidt. I also host Channel Mom right here on KRKS and various stations across the country. Um, also in Colorado Springs. And I think Colorado Springs joins this show as well. Yeah. Um, we are going to tackle something huge that's going on right now. And I uh, brought a friend on the show who is a seasoned radio guest and a life coach and author and does all kinds of wonderful things to help people when it comes to personalities and passion. Uh, I'm going to set her up just for a second, and then sh she'll kind of introduce what she wants to talk about to help you. I, I thought about this workforce situation, and I know that Dale, our guest, is going to weigh in on this as well. But I just read, and I know she's read some statistics about this stuff, too, that a record 4.5 million workers quit their jobs in November. I also learned that a year ago, women outnumbered men in the U.S. workforce, but now they account for, and they say 100% of the lost jobs in December. I don't know that I believe that headline, but I'll tell you what is going on. So much is being demanded of women at home with homeschooling and with all kinds of different changes in schedules and schedules and the needs of their children and doctors and all the other stuff that women are having to leave the workforce to, to do that. And, and I kind of wonder how all these people are managing. I mean, I know there's government money out there, which however you view that as a good or a bad thing, but I, it, there's been a mass exodus from our workforce and you can see it when you try to get anything done anywhere. So I called my friend Dale and I said, let's talk about this. And she said, all right, let's do it from this perspective. Uh, the motivation behind your work and your purpose, because there's a reason everybody's leaving. There's a reason that people are overwhelmed in their jobs right now. I mean, I think again of my husband, who's a superintendent, so much more is being asked of him as a superintendent of schools that he's there seven days a week. He's had to play nurse and give people COVID tests. He's had to play janitor and clean stuff up. I mean, with all the disinfecting things. I mean, and so just, that's just his job. So I can't 
can't imagine what you've been going through at, at your job or all these people that are quitting their jobs. I don't know what's going on. So she said, let's talk about the motivation and how they can reset that motivation and find how they can have a new vision of their current job or how they can move into another job. And, and then we also asked the question, what's next? So she is Dale. Wilshire Rakes. Okay. <laughs> Three names there. Yeah, Dale Wilshire Rakes. A woman with many names. Yes. yes. She is a life yeah. coach and author of What's Your Mom Type? She's all, she also can be found at yourauthenticpersonality.com. I've got that right, Dale, don't I? You do. Yeah. yeah. And she's extremely gifted. She does all of this from a biblical perspective. So I'm assuming most of the folks who listen to the show want that. So she's going to bring in the biblical perspective. She's going to look at how God made us and how we can reset in these times with all that's going on in the workforce. So Dale. Thank you for being on Crosswalk with me. I so appreciate your last-minute willingness to do so. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Sure. It's a fun thing to do on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> yes. I can't imagine anything else you'd rather be doing than this. Um, well, I'm getting over COVID, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor so thing. Yes. Way better. And now yeah. your husband has it, so you're trying to stay away from him. So, uh, um, okay, so. You, you, um, I recently got a newsletter from you and you were talking about the motivation behind our work and our purposes and also sort of how do we look at what's next. So tell me about the article you read and thought, oh my goodness, I need to speak to people about this. Well, I was just actually on the news uh, night before last about uh, the number, 4.5 million in November leaving. Yeah. And, and this has been consistent for the last seven months that it's been, that's the highest, but it's been about, you know, three to four percent. And, and so, People have been looking for meaning for a long time, and they have finally said, I'm not taking, um, you know, meaningless types of work. And there are things that should be made better in the workforce. And I certainly hope that this does elevate what we're doing for our workers and how we're treating people. Um, and, And sometimes it's about our attitude that we're bringing to work, just like you described your husband. You know, right now it's not it's not something he needs to leave. It's something he needs to double down on. Yeah. and be able to commit in a new way. I mean, this is part of our sanctification. There's all kinds of character growth that comes out of it. But, you know, there are, there are three ways that they've talked about um, that you can change the way that you do or engage or find meaning in your work. And, and one of those is how you think about it. It's called cognitive crafting. And simply by asking yourself some questions as you go in, I mean, always going back to the end user. For your husband, those are little children or medium-sized children, but yeah. they're children who need him to bring his best even when he's exhausted. But when he thinks about the kids and, and, and their families who need him to, to be there, that all of a sudden reengages you. When you think about what you're learning, when you think about what your team would do without you, when you, when you go to those kinds of questions, deeper questions, this is all about going a little deeper. The surface is never going to be enough for us at a time like this. We have got to go deeper and see what our work is all about. And ultimately, as believers, our work is about loving our neighbor. Yeah. And so getting into that mindset of how and who do we get to love today? And sometimes that's, that's you know, not in a fun way, but when you attach what you do to your values and your um, the way that you were made by God, your personality, when you think about your deeper purpose, 
all of that reengages you in a way that you're like, this is very meaningful. And it's meaningful that I'm doing it in a, in a really difficult environment. So, you know, bringing that, bringing, there's another uh, element to that called um, task crafting, where you bring more of the activities into your work that you really love, that have a high level of energy or engagement. And you need to pay attention to that. What do you love doing? Because there are, you know, as my dad always says, many ways to skin a cat. So there are many ways to accomplish uh, the, the outcomes that we need to um, bring at work. So yeah. how can you bring your best? Because then you're going to want to get up in the morning and go to work when your job feels like it's better suited for you. Right. And, and I, I want to interject two quick things. Yeah. Number one is I think men almost never like that word. We're going to go deeper because you got to go deep to consider these <laughs> men. Just right. hello. I'd rather watch a football game. Um, so uh, I <laughs> but I, I want to say if we need to find meaning, if you're finding your work meaningless, where else can you go but deep? If you need to find me. Right. It's so, very true. And you don't have to go that deep. You know, yeah, right. actually one of my things that I wanted to be and actually got a whole major in is marine biology. And I always thought, you know, I'm going to deep dive 100, 100 feet down. I'm going to see all kinds of stuff. But what I found was all the good stuff is in like the first six feet. You yeah. know, you really don't have to go all that deep if it's not your thing. But if you don't pause and look a little bit underneath the surface, yeah, you you are going to be just riding in the shallow end of the pool, and you it's not going to be enough. No, and enough. and you're going to lead us through this, and and I think yeah. because you're an expert on personality, and we're going to talk about different personality types, and so be, be, people can kind of regroup and say, okay, that is what I am, and and yeah. and then Dale's going to help you with your motivation based on that, and some of these key questions. I'm going to have you repeat those questions to Dale about the task and so on. Mm-hmm. But I, I do have to issue a caveat. It occurs to me that my husband could be listening to this. <laughs> and he's like, Jenny, you don't need to tell people about how hard my job is right now. He's very good at what he does. And um, he's he's a huge part of the community where he is. And he loves those children. And he's there, as I said, he's there seven days a week. Sometimes he's there 15 hours a day. So God bless him. But I'm just using him as a barometer for what's going on across the whole world where people's jobs have become so much more demanding because of COVID tests and vaccinations and mandates and masks and and, and having to clean everything. And and so I think of him just as my example, not because I'm saying he's coming home and, and, you know, moaning about his job or that he's doing a bad job, but just I thought, okay, well, he's a good barometer for what's going on with a lot of other people. (laughs) Honey, please forgive me. Teachers, because their jobs, and he's in that world, but they have gotten so much more difficult. They changed radically. But yeah. I also think of all the healthcare workers. And what's interesting is they've already been struggling with burnout. And then we threw the pandemic on, or the pandemic came upon us. So whatever margin they may have had was eroded immediately. And what's interesting is what they have found time and time again in trying to mitigate against burnout is that understanding your purpose, bringing a more purposeful mindset to work, that will build resilience and it will help you engage and it will keep you from going to the end of burnout. So yeah, your husband's he's very special to you, but he's not special in the way that he's the only one feeling this. He's yeah. just, like you said, he's just a great example. But those are two fields, industries that are that really got hard hit by all of this. Okay. So Dale Wilshire uh, Rakes. Sorry, I keep forgetting that last name. Del Wilshire Rakes. She is an incredibly gifted life coach. She's going to come back and t- tell us how to refine our motivation, refine our purpose and our passion. It's really good information and advice she has for you. So stick around for the rest of Crosswalk. 
Welcome back to Crosswalk. I am Jenny Dean Schmidt, filling in for Gino Geraci today. I'm sure you miss him, but please stick around because we've got some great stuff. We're already talking about some great stuff today. Uh, we have life coach Dale Wilshire with us. She is also the author of What's Your Mom Type? She can be found at yourauthenticpersonality.com. And, and Dale and I are delving into what's going on with the workforce, what's going on with the economy, what's going on with people's purposes and motivations, um, the fact that there was a record number of people leaving the workforce back in November and that people are saying those who left the workforce in uh, December were overwhelmingly women because so many new demands on women to deal with their kids homeschooling and all kinds of other things. I mean, I, I just am feeling for the moms right now as the person who hosts channel mom, I always have moms on my radar. So welcome back, Dale. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you. All right. So I want to remind people that you do look at all this stuff from a biblical perspective. You are an expert in the disc view of personalities. So what I'm going to do right now is have you quickly review the four personality types and then go to what you want to talk about today about refining our motivation, um, reconnecting with our purpose so that we can remain in the workforce or we can be reinvigorated in our current job or we can we can make a job change, whatever it is. But I know you want to speak to the problems going on right now in the workforce. So, so can you quickly take us through the DISC uh, look at personalities? Yeah, absolutely. I love a four-type system because it's simple, and yet you can go deep. So for those who don't want to, we can just stay right on top. But it gives you an understanding of people without putting them in a box, but really understanding what their motivators are. And that speaks to the type of work that you were designed to do. I really want people in the right jobs uh, so they can deliver their highest contribution, what they were put here on earth to do. And when we're in the wrong jobs or we think we're supposed to be someone that we're not, it, we really don't get to deliver all yeah. that much. Yeah. And, and so this is important stuff. A lot of people are pausing now because either they had time because they pulled out of work or like all the moms who've been pulled out, you know, in those quiet moments – you know, what is it that they want to do? This is a great time to reset and really give some thought to what you're all about. Right now, you might be all about the kiddos, um, but as you're able to turn your attention to more public sphere than the private sphere, what is it that you have to offer that is uniquely yours, and it's your reflection of God? So, so the four types in personality, there are two that we consider extroverts, two that we consider introverts, and they all start with a letter in the disc, a D, an I, an S, or a C. The, the two extroverts, the D's and the I, they're all about dominance. Um, they're large and in charge, are kind of classic leaders. They love to create stuff out of nothing. A lot of our entrepreneurs we find there, very goal-driven. And then our influencers, which is your type, Jenny, that we talk about all the time. Y'all are the social butterflies, but incredible, influential, inspirational, social people. You are so good at communicating and bringing a positive spin to what is happening. So those two, you know, if you're, those are like upfront people in jobs. Those are the ones that have gifting that is more public in nature, to be able to speak to groups, to be able um, to be out in front leading. Those are classic strengths that we see there. So then there's two more, and that's the S and the C. And the S stands for steadiness. And the C stands for compliance. And, the, and these are the introverts. This is the more introverted These types. are the introverts. But I, I tend to think of them as just they are the more behind-the-scenes people. And, you, you know, you get them one-on-one -on -one or uh, just in a very small group, and you won't even know if they're extroverts or introverts right. a lot of times. Right. But it's when you put them in a big group that that's when they start to pull back and they listen 
and they watch, they observe, and they do work while the other people are talking. Yeah. Uh, but they are a little bit slower in pace because they're more deliberate, they're more careful, they do more quality work. Uh, that's the ones that are all about the conscientiousness and the compliance. Um, but they need to be doing work that doesn't put them always up front. Uh, they can still be excellent leaders. This is not to say these are generalities. Yeah. But the other way to look at these two is when you look at two, those two of those, which is the S and the I, so one from each of the extrovert, one from the introvert, they are all about people. Relationships yeah. are king to them. So that's another piece of finding meaning is making sure that you really know people at work, that you know what their values are, what their person is personality is all about what really matters to them well so and and describe the s and the c individually so that people can find themselves absolutely so the s is the more service-hearted person they are steady they're stable they hate conflict they're like your mother Teresa's. i see a lot of teachers a lot of therapists they're just a a more uh good-natured you can hardly say a bad thing about them they're just just the nicest people in the world, but their hearts are for service and for caring for others. And then the I, so this is the other people-driven personality type. That's an extrovert. They are all about, you know, the social butterfly being out there communicating. I talked about that's your type. So if you are always the one who's trying to persuade people, if you're always optimistic, if you have more energy, and most people are like, oh, my gosh, can you settle it down? You might be an I. Yeah, but definitely. But you're always going to be finding meaning through the relationships at work. If you don't see people as allies, if you are not able to connect with them, it is going to hurt the meaning. And what about and the C? What would... So the C and the D, uh, they are very task-oriented. So the D is the doer, very driven, decisive, uh, as I mentioned, dominant, um, determined. So they like to do things. Uh, they show you that they love you by what they do. And okay. somebody's like, see, I told you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got you to school on time. I may not have, you know, I don't care how you feel about it, but I got you to school on time. This is how I love you. And same with the C. They're all about tasks. So C is conscientious, controlled, um, very, uh, I would say, collaborative, but they're still more solo. They like to do things themselves because they want to bring the highest quality of work. So those two, they are better in positions that allow them to focus not so much on the people, but on the task at hand. Yeah, and there, you know what? I'll give you another C for the Cs, and that is cleaner upper. Because my assistant, <laughs> yeah. Mich- I'm being serious, my assistant Michelle just came in and just cleaned up all the stuff that I had in disarray or just hadn't you know reviewed and renewed in the last three years. So, And she always works behind the scenes. She does not want to be on the mic or in front of anybody. And, and she's a fantastic support staff. And, and that is not a demeaning thing to say. Like, I am so much better with her than I am without yeah. her. So yeah. so I, I love the C's. I, I love them all. But but so in the last, you know, four or five minutes of this segment, after you kind of determine that, that you're either D for dominant or I for influencer and chatty Cathy like me or um, S for service oriented or C for conscientious taskmaster working behind the scenes, whatever you are, then where does somebody go from that today in this workforce? Maybe they, they're really dissatisfied in their job. Maybe they've just left their job. Maybe they're looking to to reshape themselves and go into a new career. How what are some things you can start teaching people today about how to do this? I would always look for work that aligns with your innate strengths. 
I was in graduate school, which uh, is a very academic C-type environment, and I am a D. And I kept thinking the whole time something is wrong with me because I didn't want to talk about theory, and I didn't want to be in school for another six years. <laughs> I wanted to get something done now. I would have been better in the corporate world, which is eventually where I found myself. So for you to pursue an understanding of your personality, your personality strengths, and there's lots of ways to do this through strength finders, through more about this. I've got all kinds of stuff on my website about this, but it determines the ideal environment for you because doers need to be rewarded for results. People like you, they need high people contact in their work. S's, they need established methods. Remember, steady and stable. And improvers, so these are the the ones who are the C's, these are the orderly, like your assistant, they need to be rewarded for quality. So there are specific areas where you will thrive, be able to bring what is most natural to you, and be welcomed because the environment wants that from you. So it is very important. You don't just look at what you enjoy as far as an interest area. You've got to look at how you're made. Okay. So in the next segment, we're going to have to touch on a bunch of stuff, but we've done personality and ideal environments. You want to go back to some core values and, and, and some things that our childhood has shaped in us that we can look at and three wi- ways to find greater meaning and make work a better fit for you. I think maybe you've already sort of touched on some of that, but we're going to review it so people can find their work more meaningful. So, so Dale, you're going to come back. You're you're going to help yep. people with these tips to kind of refine their pa- passions and reset themselves at work. So stick around for Dale Wilshire Rakes right here on Crosswalk. We'll be back in a few. Yeah, that was that was an appropriate song about breaking and losing their faith and and losing their way and everything else, because I think a lot of people feel that way right now. We are with Dale Wilshire Rakes. She heads up YourAuthenticPersonality.com. She's a life coach, speaker, and so, so many other things, also an author. Dale, I just went to your website because we're talking about how people reset themselves in this particular working world, how they may be resetting their career, how they're resetting their attitude about their particular job, if they're trying to make a job change, and you've got some things to help them. But on the front of your website, you say... Your meaning matters, and you try to help people through a discovery process for for purpose-driven professionals and organizations, and people do need to be purpose-driven to be fulfilled at work. And then you say it's hard to make a difference, and you're talking about in the world, it's hard to make a difference without a clearly defined meaning. So that's where you're trying to get people, that is where you're trying to get people today. So I'm going to kind of just let you have the floor here for the last eight or nine minutes. I mostly promise that. You know me. I'll probably have to interject. But but I know you want to talk about a couple of very important things are how we find our core values. And, and I want you to you'd feel free to direct people to your website or wherever else you think could help them on this. Look, this doesn't need to take weeks. You can sit down for a couple of hours sometime in the next week or two and say, I'm going to do this. And it's going to give me a reset that, that gets me in a better you know, mindset for work or for changing my job or whatever it is. But you're going to talk about core values and how they're critical to speaking to who you are deep down and, and what you, where you want to find your purpose. But also, three ways to find greater meaning and work, make your work a better fit for you. So have at it, Dale. Yeah, core values 
are the best. That is one of the most fun things to be able to put some words on, because as they say, it's hard to read the label from inside the jar. That's why it's hard to get language for this stuff. But when you do, then you can get in the driver's seat of it. And when your values align with the company's values, now you're talking a really good spot, at least a good start. So one of the ways that you can think about values is they are intangible. So hiking is not a value, but what it gives you is Maybe it gives you adventure or it gives you peace, uh, but those are the values. Things like uh, authenticity or responsibility, courage, generosity, these are all values. These are the desires of your heart. And what I have found is that about 75% roughly of a person's values connect to their personality type because it's so normal for people who are, you know, influencers and uh, social butterflies to also be positive. So I see that one a lot, or to have the value of connection. So that's why I always start with personality. This is a part of who you are. And you can go online and pull off some things like a core values list. Um, And I used to give people like 300 different words, but I found it was like going shopping. And, you know, you got a gift card, and and you're like, well, I didn't need red shoes, but they look good today. So don't do that. (laughs) Because your values, you really want to find your, say, your top five. I like to do a top ten of what you're all about. But really let these words speak. Take a, a stack of index cards, write one word on each card that's a value, put them out, and let them sit for a while. And then start picking them up two by two. Which one really resonates with you? Make a couple of different piles, a like and a love. And then from the love pile, keep comparing those so you can kind of get them in order of what your top values are. Um, I will be doing some of this in my um, training that I'm doing on the 25th, January 25th, called How to Do Work That Matters. I'll be going through some of this, handing out some some different uh, sheets that I have with different values that align with personality type. But this is the kind of work that every single client I work with, it's some of their favorite because this is what they say, this is me. This is what I'm all about. I'm here to be perseverant. I'm here to be resilient. This is getting more specific on what you're here to reflect and what your actions should be delivering. So along with that, another way, that's a way to describe so your gi- passion. So give, give us a couple examples. Like I, I think of things like caring or serving or communicating, but, or, but actually communicating is not a value. So, so give people... But communication is. Yes. I mean, it can't... You've got to be careful. I, like, I usually don't let people use the words family or... Or faith, because that faith can be too vanilla. There are things that you love about God, about Jesus, that really speak to it. For me, it's about how he made me unique, and so authenticity is one of mine. Stewardship and how he has given us all this responsibility to bring our gifts out, that's my number one is responsibility. So in even family, that's a group of people. It's But what it brings you, does it bring you support or concern or care? And so the words that you just shared and those right there, you would see those a lot in stabilizers. You know, nursing can be a profession where you get to deliver that. One yeah. of my daughters is a nurse, but she is um, a little bit more extroverted, so she likes to activate people. So now she's able to do that in her role at Children's Hospital, where she is activating families and bringing them into um, a healthier place as a part of that healing. So you want to find the words that matter. I had a client who ended up in, not in the legal system, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I guess on the good side, she's yeah. there, she's in family law, but she has values of order and holiness or truth 
compassion. So those were great places for her to find that kind of environment where she could deliver that. So these are so helpful, and again, to align with the company. Another way to do this and to get a little bit more specific and look at the activities that speak to those values are starting to make, I, I call it an activity log, where every day at the end of the day, you just list out everything you did during the day. You know, kind of you were at a certain meeting, you know, you did a certain project, you maybe you drove the kids around, whatever it might be. And then you start to evaluate which ones gave you energy and which ones you were really engaged with. Because the things that hold your attention are speaking to things that are deeply important to you and align with your values. And I believe that God has put you here to do. So if you can just take a little bit of time, this is the deep dive, and pay attention and notice which ones are giving you the highest kind of uh, bang for your buck. Those are the kind of activities that speak to skills that usually are transferable that we want to be using in your life. And then there's a third one along with energy and engagement, and that is flow, which is the ultimate state of engagement. And this is when you lose track of time. This is when you're having so much fun or you're so into something that you're like, oh, my gosh, it's like two hours later. What happened? And, of course, nobody with children gets to do this when they're young because they get interrupted every 10 minutes. But when you're able to do this, those are times that the activity that you're doing, you want to pay attention to that because that is a deeply meaningful and usually an area of gifting that you have, but deeply meaningful activity that you need to be bringing in your work, in your home, to your community, whatever it might be. Yeah, and, and again, you part of the thing that you do with personality and purpose is you find the way in which God has made us each uniquely and all these different types and all these different strengths end up making a whole pie. God yeah. is the whole pie, but we yeah. each represent different pieces of that pie, which I love, and I love that you say that every time. In the last four or five minutes, I want to speak to struggling people today, people that are like, yeah, I have lost my passion at work, or yeah, I do want to make a career change because my current job is practically killing me, or I need to get back in the workforce, or I need to find new meaning in my current job because it's just not doing it for me. So I know you want to talk to people today about three ways to find greater meaning and make work a better fit for you. Yeah, well, the things that I've been mentioning, finding your values, looking at those activities so that you can then what I mentioned in the very beginning, task craft, you can start to bring more of those activities. You can advocate for them in your job. A lot of times what you hate to do is what someone else in your office loves to do. You know, one man's trash is always another man's treasure. Right. So how can you start to find ways to advocate for what you do love, a lot of times people don't know, and then offload what you don't or move in a process that you do. Um, so that it, that's the task crafting We go back to the relationship crafting. If you are one of those service-minded people or you're one of those social butterflies, especially, it matters to all of us. Meaning is always um, usually the number one uh, facet of meaning that people talk about is their relationships. But you want to make sure that you're digging deep into your relationship work. At work. Okay, last quick thing, because we got to go in like 50 seconds. The yeah, cognitive. It's all about how you think. How are you thinking about work? What is the work? If you are just having to get yourself a better attitude to hold on, how is what you're doing making you a better leader, a better role model, a better human? How are people feeling more respected or more valued? Go down the line five different people until okay. someone is feeling that because of what you do. You have value. And people can get, we can, people can get all this stuff at, you, at your website. Website, youauthenticpersonality.com. Yeah. Dale Wilshire on there. Dale yeah. Wilshire Riggs, God bless you for being on at the last minute. I so appreciate your direction.
Action. Uh, Happy New Year to you, and uh, we'll have you on Channel Mom really soon. Right back at you, Jenny. Take care. I can take care. We'll be back with Crosswalk in just a few minutes. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.